If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. Okay, so welcome one and all to the first ever uh, Blackburn Rovers International All Rover the World kind of conference we've got here. I should first of all pass over to Chris because how long ago was it now that you came to me and asked whether this would be a good idea? A month or so. Like uh, I think it was like a couple of weeks into the uh, into the quarantine and uh, after after we did the interview for the podcast. Um, that's when I got the uh, the idea of uh, like of getting all the Facebook, Twitter, Rovers groups in one chat, basically. <laughs> and we've got a select few here. Um, we will we will go around and, and speak to everybody as an introductory thing. I just want to say a few things first of all. Um, if you are coming to the Rovers chat uh, YouTube page for the first time, and uh, then please hit that subscribe button that's down there. Um, you'll see there's a lot of really good content that's already on there. We've been doing the stat shows this year, and we've got about 30 of those on there, which are all on different topics, and some of them are not just time-based. You know, Some of them look at some of our players and see how they've progressed. And we've got loads of podcasts on there, the 1875 podcast, and we've had a lot of really good feedback recently for our interviews that we've done with some of the, the players, the most recent one being Jake Keane, who was very – I don't know if any of you guys have listened to that one, but he was very um, – Mm-hmm. Um, truthful about what Very happened open. back in his day with Steve Keane and with uh, Michael Appleton, Henningberg. He talks about how the players felt about it, and um, it's a really good podcast. We've also talked to Jason Wilcox about the title-winning season. Scott Sellers, for those of you of, of an older age who remember Scott Sellers, he was a, a very key player for Blackburn, winning promotion into the Premier League in the first place. Um, so there's quite a few podcasts on there, so it's well worth subscribing to, and then you won't miss anything as well and um, we're hoping to make this a regular thing and um, depending on whether you guys enjoy it or not and um, but let's let's hope that you do and let's just start talking and um, to some people so what i want you to tell us guys basically is is who your rovers heroes are and why or rovers hero and we'll start with the lads from hong kong on this one you can see we've got quite the the following from hong kong here um, Gabriel, Michael, Guy, and Oscar, who's uh, some of them who originated. Hi. Um, tell us a little bit about kind of how that kind of came about and who inspired you as a Rovers player. Um, for, for the hero, yeah. the Rovers hero. So um, for me, is uh, probably is uh, um, um, Pedersen, Modern Cans Pedersen. MGP. MGP, yeah. Because um, his um, his magic left foot, his wonder goal, and and his attitude, his his loyalty, he he's paid for about nine years for for Rovers, and a lot for us. So it, it um, I, I think apart from apart from me, most of most of Hong, Hong Kong supporters would would like him most very. Absolutely. So I, I chose him as our uh, Rovers hero. He rejected Manchester United. Yeah, exactly. And that's the best thing, Michael, yeah, yeah. isn't it? And uh, Guy, yeah. is you the same for Pedersen as well? Uh, no, actually, me will be uh, Matt Jansen. Okay. Yeah. 
Matt Jensen, yeah, be a hero of mine. I think, again, you know, I think similar to Michael, you know, he uh, turned down, you know, Manu to, to you know, that, that says a lot. I think, uh, for me, um, he's also like a, a tragic hero as well. So I think yeah. he brings a lot more yeah. romance, uh, you know, to the otherwise, uh, you know, the Blackburn story for us. So uh, for me, uh, Jensen would be my, my, my romance hero. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's speak to another one of our um, guys, um, Heed here. He's from the Faroe Islands, um, but current coming from us from Denmark. Is that right? Yeah, I I, um, I live in Denmark. I've lived most of my life in the Faroe Islands, but uh, love brought me to another place. Ah, well, love love can do that. And did love bring you to Blackburn Rovers as well? It did, it did. Um, first of all, I started following Blackburn when I was 12 when I saw them on telly. And I thought, oh, they were playing Sheffield Wednesday once. Blackburn were at home and I thought, that's a nice kit. I'm <laughs> going to follow that. And, um, and here I am. And do you have a hero from from Rovers? It's, it's hard to define a hero, I think. Uh, many, many quality, quality players. We've had your Alex Shearer's. And uh, we've had two guys, but the one thing that sticks out for me is probably David Dunn. Oh, I love David. Love lad yeah. with the heart in the right place, gave everything for the club, even though he was like transferred or pushed out, whoever knows that. And um, but yeah, David Dunn is is probably the one that I hold in highest regards. And I was actually so uh, so fortunate that in 2018 I crashed into Guy. From Hong Kong at uh, at Ewood, and uh, we were invited into the club. And who was there speaking to us? David Dunn in his own person. So great, yeah, absolute hero. I think for a lot of people, for Rovers, Chris. And um, we spoke on the on the podcast a little bit about your history with yeah. Blackburn Rovers and why you support them. So maybe just uh, tell us who your hero is. Um, the initial one was Rocky Santa Cruz. Um, but I, I thought, like, yeah, everybody likes Jensen, Dunn, Shearer, and so on. But I would, I would really say uh, the current one is Elliot Bennett, um, because he's kind of like the uh, the melting piece of our team right now, and he's the uh, like he's the the uh, skipper and and get, getting everybody together and getting the right attitude into the team. I think that's the that's why I really like him. He's he's my favorite current player. It yeah. seems like he's been really keen getting everybody sorted with you know the wage issue around what's been happening. So he's yeah. been a very good yeah. appointment, I think, as captain. And even though he's not everybody's necessarily cup of tea on the pitch, it's clear that he's a he's a top fella, and he's actually yeah. been very very yeah. good for us over a number of years now. So yeah. Elliot Bennett, a good shout out. Yeah. And Remco. Um, how long have you been following Rovers now and, and who, who's inspired you in that time? Yeah, I have to say that I'm a little bit of a, a glory hunter in that one. And my story aligns a little bit with what he just told. I was about 10 years old when we won the Premier League back in 95, the pre-internet era. And uh, back then you had this Dutch football magazine, which is still there, on which my dad has had, a, has a, they had an agreement. So we received it every week. And all of a sudden there was this big poster with a blue and white horse, uh, Shearer and Sutton lifting the cup at Anfield. Yeah, that was something that made a huge impression on me. And so the first thing I asked, I'm not sure if it was for Christmas or for my birthday that, that year was that shirt and my dad gave it to me and then it all started. So I have to go for Alan Shearer with this one. Then. 
to this question, definitely. He was the star, the start of my Rover fandom, to say so. Yeah, absolutely. He was my first, well, my first hero was Scott Sellers, because I remember I went down to Rovers for the first time in 1991, I think, might have been 1990, and he was uh, a really a key player then, but he soon became Shearer, and that was very impressionable. And when he went to, to Newcastle, it was a sad, sad day in the Watson household. I'm sure it was for a lot of people as well. You guys probably all, well, some of you will remember that. Some of the Hong Kong guys look a little bit young, maybe, to remember to remember that. So uh, let's talk about the championship then. We know it's um, scheduled, meant, it's meant to be coming back um, soon. Um, it's not actually been fully ratified yet, which a lot of people haven't you know, really taken in. It's meant to come back on the 20th of June. We know that the head of the EFL has said that they want to have the season finished by the 30th of June. Um, sorry, the, the end of July, 30th of July, so that we can prepare again for the next season, which gives us a very small window and it's going to be a very intense period. But Chris, kind of, you're, you're already part of this now, your country, should I say, not you personally. <laughs> but do you feel yeah. some responsibility for dragging everybody back into action, Germany being the first? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, actually, as much as I'm a football fan, as you can probably tell, um, I was, I w- I'm a bit of a pessimist with the whole thing, uh, to be honest, um, because the, the way the Bundesliga behaved here was more like a, like a whiny child. Oh, I want to come back. I want to come back. I want to get all the money that the TV promised me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, in that, during that time, I was more with the Dutch league or the French league where I would say, just stop it and, and start it again when it's, uh, when it's safe. Uh, again so we can all go to the games again um but um i'm i'm still not convinced because i of course coming from munich i watch the bayern games and um i i i take every football i can get in because yeah uh, we're all pretty much um out of football for a very long time right now um but all these like what they call them ghost games here in germany um it's kind of boring. It's kind of strange. Like watching 22 guys have a kickabout um, and you hear like a pin drop in the, in the stadium, like Dortmund and Dortmund played Schalke and you, you just had no, like no sound in the background. That was really strange. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm not really convinced that it's a very good idea. It's, it works. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes on with the Bundesliga. There's been a lot of talk in the UK about um, the football only coming back for monetary reasons. Was that a big talking point in Germany as well? Definitely, definitely. Uh, the uh, the main point was, and which which all the fans pretty much got, or the unfortunate communication by the Bundesliga was as well, that it's just because of the money. Um, they were pressing to get the uh, league back into action uh, because it was, I think, one or two game days before they would have the big payday with Sky and with the Zone, uh, with the streaming service. Um, so they uh, they really pressed hard to get the league back and to show the the games on TV. And um, yeah, it's there have been a lot of unfortunate events. Also, over the last week, with these players that um, showed their support to the American uh, Black Lives Matter movement, um, which sparked a lot of uh, out Germany. But yeah, 
um, we will see how the uh, how the league goes through. There are still like a couple of uh, COVID cases here and there, but yeah, we'll, we will see how it goes on. And we've had a few, obviously we're being tested now relatively mm. regularly. And Elliot Bennett, of course, tested positive, although he felt, yeah. said he felt no ill effects. He was asymptomatic. So it's going to be interesting to see if there are more positive tests, what happens there. Um, but Germany seems to have quite a handle on it. And I've been watching the Bundesliga for the first time mm. consistently for a number of years. And that's actually been mm-hmm. great to see live football. But like you say, it's a very different atmosphere. What I find interesting, yeah. obviously not being a German speaker, is obviously they're shouting at each other. You can hear all the words that they're saying, but I have no idea yeah. what they're saying. So it's going to be interesting for me yeah. to see when the Championship <laughs> and the Premier League come back what yeah, they're actually yeah. saying to each other right so yeah. um yeah. let's it's it's pretty interesting because you see like when you when you're a german native speaker for the really first time you hear these players that you only know from tv or very far away in the stadium like thomas muller shouting mm. uh very bavarian curse words throughout the stadium. oh really okay <laughs> we always thought it was a nice boy heed um yeah. we've got danish footballs come back now as well it's kind of followed the german lead how's that kind of gone down in, in the country was the same was there the same kind of doubts and recriminations in Denmark uh, I've got some problems with some squeaking sound around here I might as well fix that and uh, you can just carry on with someone else before yeah no problem Remco we've got the situation of Germany's come back and Denmark's come back and the UK are coming back and all these European leagues are coming back but your federation made the decision a long time ago now to just call it a day how was that yeah. kind of in, on reflection yeah. do you still think that was the right call in in terms of safety and sanity absolutely yes but uh it's a real strange situation because the season has been like shut down both the, the premier league and the, the dutch championship and what happens was that at the prem in the prem in the dutch premier league two teams were at the same amount of points on the top of the table mm-hmm. one of them ajax which is my second team so i'm happy has been named champions, but yeah, for the number two, AZ, in this case, it's a really strange situation because they had the same number of points. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the goal difference was less, but the same number of points, and they've just beaten Ajax uh, at their own home. So they were like feeling like mentally uh, they were the, the strongest team, but they weren't weren't to be named champions. And even stranger, because there were no uh, teams that will relegate or promote from the from the championship. Uh, there was a team in the championship which was 11 points ahead with nine games to play. So they were like absolutely fuming. They also went to court with the, the number two team from that league to, to see if something was possible. But uh, in the end, n- nothing is possible. And the next season will start, I think, uh, scheduled at the beginning of September without any uh, offense. But uh, with uh, exactly the same teams in the same two divisions. And like, for instance, the bottom teams in the Premier League are absolutely horrible to watch. And they can, uh, they can yeah have another uh, season in the top flight with already they now they can say that they will finish last bottom again definitely 100% so if you want to bet on that do it right now because <laughs> I can tell you that you make some money on that I wonder whether the, the markets are open I might just make a note of that down right now yeah absolutely um, The that's going to be interesting then because like I say I wonder if the performances will kind of repeat themselves I mean were RZ expected to, to challenge so strongly I presume they weren't at the start of the season but maybe Maybe the odds will suggest now that they, they were going to be up there. Yeah, yeah, but now they will uh, lose their best players to Ajax and some European teams. So yes. in the end, next season will be fully resetted and it will be Ajax and PSV and probably also Feyenoord uh, coming uh, to the top of the Premier League again. 
That's mm-hmm. what I suppose that will happen, but you never know. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Heed, have you sorted your problem out? All sorted. Yeah. So how has it been in Denmark then with the, obviously, I think the season came back two weeks ago or a week and a half ago. And yeah, uh, what's been the kind of feeling around Denmark? Um, it has been actually okay. Um, obviously, Danish football isn't as big as as English football or as German football. I mean, it's quite boring to watch German football on telly because you're used to that like like huge sound out of the telly. And in Denmark, it's like watching a normal football game right now, even though they're not allowed to to be on the stadium. You know, for the smaller teams out in the suburbs and stuff. But uh, they've, they've taken many precautions. I mean, they don't use the locker rooms. Um, all the players tend their own clothing. So, that, I mean, so they're, they're doing everything that they can, well, everything in their power, not to spread any of the COVID-19. Um, I, I think that most of the people here are happy that football is back, at least might not be full blown out, but at least football's there and, and the business of the football can continue and, and the fan base can, can start gathering again. And you mentioned there about English football and maybe German football being big in Denmark as well. What's the, been the reaction to the Premier League announcing that the, the new fixture list, which has come out um, the last couple of days? Are people excited in Denmark to see the, the Premier League back? Um, almost everyone here in Denmark are yearning to have some Premier League football back. I mean, it's, it's, um, it is the biggest here in, uh, here in Denmark. And as well as in, in the fair ones, it's, um, most of the people have got a favourite team in England. So uh, it's only going to be good. Of course, it's, it's hard for us to, to say if it's a good idea or a bad idea because we don't really know the situation other than what we get fed in the Danish news, maybe. So um, whether it's safe or not is really not up for us to say. It's probably better than the it Danish comes from. Side. It seems yeah. to me, coming from like, taking in the news from the UK, that Denmark have a very good reputation as well as Germany for controlling this virus and doing a good job with it from the start where... I'm not sure the UK can can say that. Let's move the discussion on to Rovers then. And you guys over in Hong Kong, you obviously don't have a strong domestic league to, to kind of look forward to necessarily. But let's talk about Rovers. Are you excited to see Rovers coming back? And, and what have you observed from, from Hong Kong that the situation has been like over where you are and then comparing it to the UK and, and the start of football here? Well, I think, well, it's kind of like we're, well, we are surprised to have Rufus back, for example, but we, we didn't expect that because we think the season would just close. We just expect the Premier League would continue to kick football, to have football, but I think the championship will, like, because, you know, the business value is not so high, we, we all think, oh, it will just close. So it just, we're, we're quite surprised. And at the same time, we're excited, you know, we're, also worried when we know that Benno is having the virus. It was like, oh shit! Is it? It's like the whole team will have virus, and then we are all kind of like worried because you know when one player had five virus, and it's really dangerous for like the whole team will get the virus. So mm. we are a little bit worried, but yeah, we are excited. And to be honest, for me personally, I think uh, how can I say? I think I we I think we should not like continue <laughs> because I think this. 
brings harm to to like many team, many players, and then to their families and stuff. So we are excited that we are also a bit worried. Yeah. And okay, you want to say something as well? Um, I have a slightly different view uh, because, like, uh, obviously, like we are Rover fans, right? So. Uh, you know, I, I do miss seeing them, uh, you know, since, when, when did we stop? Like, back in March? Back in March, like three yeah, months ago. Back yeah. in March. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like, uh, I don't know what you guys know, but, uh, you know, Hong Kong is, you know, it's been, it's been going, has a pretty tough year. So, with, uh, like, the, yeah, the uh, you know, the standards and government, yeah. obviously, then COVID-19 you know, hit. So, like, we were one of the, the earliest, uh, you know, areas to, to be affected. Yep. Yeah, because the close proximity to, to mainland China. So uh, you know, having having like um, a Rovers match to look forward to, or, <laughs> yeah. or in fact, uh, any any football to to watch, always always a good uh, you know, I would say a distraction or like a like almost like you know, I know that somewhere in the world you know life is yeah life is still carry on as normal. So uh, you know, I, I think similar to a point that you guys raised just now, like you know, Denmark Premier League is the biggest league. I think it's a similar situation in Hong Kong where Premier League is also I think the most popular you know league. Here. So uh, you know, football, uh, even though the domestic teams are you know not as strong, uh, has a very very big following here. Everyone will have like an English team that they they, they, they call uh, you know the, the home team. So, yeah, uh, you know, my I miss Rovers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we we definitely all miss it. I mean, obviously, you guys may be wondering what I think of it, um, since I'm in the UK and. It's been it's been it's really bizarre because we're still getting a, quite large numbers of deaths every day still from this from this disease and um, it's bizarre to me that we're, we're even talking about bringing the football back and that it's going to be back. I can't quite process that. And we're still on lockdown here. Um, it's not a severe lockdown. I don't think it's ever been quite as severe as what you might think a lockdown would be. And maybe that's part of the problem. And maybe that's why we've not quite got a hold of this disease the way we should have done. It's not a political forum, but it is quite surprising to me that Rovers are going to be back. Although, you know, I am excited. I'm excited inside to see the lads on the pitch. And, and you know, I wonder, though, whether you guys have an opinion on whether we're actually going to be ready. Is, is three weeks enough time for us to be physically ready for this? What do you guys think, Hong Kong? Um, I think um, didn't like. Uh, I think we were one of the first team to uh, give uh, you know players some time off. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, and and you know, even though they have been uh, sort of quarantining themselves in a back at home, you know, I'm seeing um, you know players like Dak, you know, like Colby, uh, you know, they they they're onto their recovery, recovery you know, yeah. and they seem to be progressing well. So uh, you know, I think I think the players themselves, you know, they sort of half expected the the season to continue. So it's not like they've gone, you know, gone uh, for the summer, you know, and, and slacked off and all that. So I think I think I think in terms of uh, you know the readiness, uh, it seems that they are. I would say you know I think one of the best to uh, to resume the league actually because I think before before the uh, the, the the season getting uh, suspended. Um, you know, I, I think we were in a, in, a, in a pretty strong position for playoff, but uh, you know, with the injury coming in, you know, it seems that you know our chance may not be as strong. But this break actually, I think, kind of uh, you know helped us a bit, so it gives time for rest. You know, and I think I think we actually I think I, I quite fancy our chance to 
to to take on a sneaky place, uh, sixth place, uh, you know, so, playoff. Yeah, then that's going to be our main topic of discussion in a minute. Um, we are on Zoom at the moment. It's the free version, so this will log us out in in less than a minute. Anyone watching along on YouTube, don't worry, we will be back. It's just we'll have to log back in again. Um, but we will resume with that exact topic. Are we always going to make it into the the playoffs and is there a chance of seeing us in the Premier League next season so that's what we'll kick off with um, kind of after the commercial break if you like um, unfortunately people who are watching on YouTube will have to put up with me still because I'll be on the screen but you guys if when you get kicked out just all log back in so as I said um, to the guys I don't know if you can still hear me um, that we're going to be kicking back off with that same topic about Rovers, whether we're going to make the Premier, uh, the playoffs or not. And if it wasn't for that last match against Derby, where we lost, obviously, 3-0 there, uh, we'd certainly be more confident than maybe we are right now about it. I don't know what you guys at home think about it. We're going to find out what the guys think about that all over the world. Hope you're enjoying it so far. It's been interesting hearing everybody's perspectives on things all over the world. Um, so everyone's coming back in now nice and easy. All right. Hi. Yeah, we're all coming back fine. I really should pay for the upgrade. Maybe I'll do that for next time. So, are we okay? Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm going to start with you on this topic, if that's okay. Um, the So, we ended the season. Sorry, we ended what we thought was going to be the end of the season. We ended the, the last bit of the season in 10th place. Yeah. And obviously, that's a bit of a gap for us to make up. Where do you see us finishing at the end of the season? I know it's a difficult one to kind of answer, but um, just give it a go, give it a go. Who's that, Tim? Who was that, Tim? Remco? Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, it's a difficult one. I'm not really a good better in this one, but I'll, I'll say, I guess around 12th. I don't see us pushing for playoffs, to be quite honest. I've uh, visited us live one time this season and it was quite a disappointing one QPR away uh, so that's my most uh, relevant uh, Chris is smiling because he went to that match as well yeah he was there too I knew yeah, uh, yeah no it wasn't the best match and, and I think we're doing quite well uh, given the situation we're in with injuries etc etc but just looking at the matches ahead and, and uh, every time uh, expectations are being raised around Rovers over the last year that's my experience we, 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 yeah, we seem to disappoint. So if nobody of us had any expectations or the word playoffs haven't been mentioned, I would think we would make the playoffs. But right now, I think we will finish somewhere around between 10th and, and, and 12th, 13th, 14th, somewhere in that area. Uh, just because I think we, we, we lack a little bit of quality to, to, to make the jump to the playoffs. But over the last years, we've developed in a very positive way uh, under... Uh, 
under current staff. So I think uh, for next season that that has some yeah has some promising uh, uh, yeah some promises. But at this moment, I say I would say twelve. Twelve. So that's moving us down a couple of places. You can see I've got the league table up here. There we are in in tenth. With not too bad a record, it's a positive goal difference. It's actually a better goal difference than anybody um, else outside of the top five. Um, but we we kind of we didn't maintain our form going into what we didn't know was going to be a break. But we we had that big defeat to Derby um, in that last game that we played. And do you think that's you know scuppered our playoff chances? We lost guys from Hong Kong. Do you think it's realistic for us to still be hoping for a playoff position? Okay. Well, well, for me, uh, for me, I think um, if Hobi can like be injury free, I think we have a chance because we have we have all missing a Daki, we are all missing a number ten. I think when it all matters, we lack of a very creative midfielder. And then you know this year Rockwell doesn't play well. And then we when we need a creative midfielder, I think we miss back Hobi and we miss Rockwell. I mean the last year Rockwell. So if Hobi can be injury free, I think we have a chance. But if not, like if he played two, two, two matches and then injury again, I think um, our chances are quite slim, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. With the we'll move on to heed with the squad question. Do you think a squad is strong enough to to make it in these last, especially with the the games coming up as they are? They're going to be two a week. Um, is the squad strong enough to maintain a challenge? Personally, I don't think so. I kind of tend to agree with Remco on this one, although I don't think that we will drop any further. I think we will end up between where we are now and eighth place. Um, I don't think that we have the players for the real push. I mean, some of our players have, have been a bit disappointed compared to what I, I think we've um, we've expected. Sam Gallagher hasn't really returned to the form that he was earlier. Um, Brereton, I think many of us had hoped for a bit more from him, but I think the on the on the positive note, saying that Mowbray is is bringing in um, youth players, which was always which was going to be he's introduced Magloire, he's introduced Rackman Costello, and um, so um, give these lads another two three years just to to. Uh, to soak up the championship and get a bit of hair on the chest, and I think we'll uh, we'll be ready from there on. Well, if we're finishing between tenth, eighth, and tenth, Heed, and you're saying another two, three years of the championship for these lads, do you not think that we can actually kick on from this season? It's normally another couple of places to the playoff positions. Um, we could, we could. I mean, getting out of this championship is one of the hardest tasks in the world. Probably within football, but uh, you know, with a bit of luck and and uh, and a good running, yeah, yeah, we we could do it. But um, uh, as of now, I, I I just can't just can't see us having the strength. We're just a bit short, basically, is what you're saying, in, in probably in key positions. So I'll move that on to Chris, like Jess and Remco also, and and to be fair, the Hong Kong guys suggest we're a bit short in in key positions, especially for a, a, such an intense run that we're going to have. Um, I've got the the squad up there in turn, in order of how who scored sees it. You've got Daryl Lenehan, Tossin, Aradara Bayo, and Derek Williams as our three highest scoring players on, youth, on who scored, which maybe suggests that we're all right central defensively this season. 
Um, Stuart Downing is also way up there, but then it's a real drop off. Um, so it, where do you see us needing to strengthen to be able to go that extra bit to get into the playoffs? And then, you know, it's all very well getting into the playoffs, but we want to get promoted. Um, I think first, as as um, as we already said, like the uh, the strikers didn't perform as well as they did, and um, we have a big gap between like the strikers that play but don't score, and uh, other strikers that barely play, like Samuel, for example. Um, I think we we might need a uh, a still more agile striker like a bit younger than Danny Graham um, to uh, to like uh, get uh, get a proven goal scorer in that just delivers. Um, and the uh, the other thing is that I think basically the back line um, because the thing which we lack the most is like uh, in the end of the game or during the game uh, just keep basically keep the clean sheet don't don't uh, get an equalizer um, and um, maybe like uh, somebody like Tozin um, permanently, uh, who can be a great partner to Derek, Derek Lanahan. Um, and first of all, a, uh, a permanent goalkeeper. Because um, having a first goalkeeper that is first um, loaned from, uh, from a team, um, you have to build on that. Uh, as he'd already said, like you... If we don't go up this year, which will probably not happen, even though we all love to um, love it to happen, um, I think we might we have to get a uh, a goalkeeper in his mid twenties who can stay here for like uh, the next the next ten years, basically. Um, you want you want Brad Friedel, um, a, a younger Brad Friedel, yeah, a, a cloned younger Brad Friedel, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Or a clone yeah. younger Oliver Kahn or somebody like that. Oh, Oliver Kahn! You had to throw <laughs> one in there, didn't you? You had to throw a Bayern yeah, player yeah. in. Yeah, Well, the um, I I I, I still have here a, a very good one um, because I said we have to get at least one to two German players, and maybe maybe a German goalkeeper for the for the penalties. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yes, right. Very good. Very good. If you have anyone, if you know anybody, though, Chris, we can maybe yeah. our scouting department might be interested in in knowing your contacts in Germany. You know, um, I'm, they 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 know uh, they know my accounts. They just have yeah, to me. <laughs> I bet they do. Um, actually, on the topic of strengthening the squad and and changing the squad, um, it took a couple of stat shows that people may be interested in at home. We did one. I did one with Gab Sutton, um, who's an expert in the EFL. Um, a couple of weeks ago, and you can find that on our YouTube channel. But the next one that I do, which will be um, within this month at some point when I get round to it, is looking is a proper look at the squad and exactly who we should be going for. And I'll throw some names in there, hopefully that are realistic, and um, that we could be going out there and getting. In terms of tossing, uh, Chris mentioned the possibility of getting in permanently. It's just not going to happen. For those people who've watched that video, will know um, he's on thirty thousand pounds a week at Man City. Not only that, but Jason Wilcox, when I spoke to him, mentioned about tossing. So he's obviously still kind of in their thoughts. And I think he'll probably want to crack at the Premier League as well. And if that doesn't happen with us, then he'll maybe get a loan next season in the Premier League. It wouldn't surprise me. So let's talk about our players that are out of contract. There's been quite a lot this week in the press 
I don't know if you guys are aware of that about um, which players should be given a new deal or not. And we've concentrated mainly on Stuart Downing and Danny Graham because they're the kind of the biggest names. So I'll just have this slide up here that I think you can all see. And I just want from all of you, there's the six players that that need uh, will need new deals if they're going to stay with the club. Um, kind of a yes and yes no approach really is to all of these. We've we've only got about five or so minutes left. So um, who is our service to start with here? I've got a list of order here. Um, so we'll start with Hong Kong guys. So go through those players that you can see on the screen there and give us a yes no on, on whether you give them a new deal or not. Yep, I think uh, Stuart Down. Yes, yeah, so Stuart Down. Yeah, for, for yes. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah. Experience, yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, well done. Uh, I, th I think Bell, uh, I'll say yes as well, you know, given that he's quite young. So still a lot of potential. Yeah. He, can, he can be a winger if you have a proper left back. He's not left back. I mean, he, he, he's a proper winger. He can score. Well, he can run. He, he sometimes can dribble. And just don't ask him, ask him to defend. It's okay. Then the Graham? Mm, I think he's he's got one more years to to offer. Yeah, I think so. I right. doubt. But personally, I doubt. I I just don't fancy. It's, yeah, I know yeah. for me as well. Yeah. Uh, I think I think uh, I think the the squad needs to move on yep. to for uh, you know to like a, a bigger challenge to uh, for a better place. Yep. Um, um, three along the no, 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 not enough quality. No. Yeah. Okay, so, so a general, a definite yes for Stuart Downing, a kind of two against one for no one. No, it was a Mori Bell who said yes. Two against one, no for Danny Graham, and then the rest, no. Uh, Remco, your opinion on these six and whether you would offer them deals or not? Stuart Downing was my only doubt, but I still say no because he's too old and too expensive. Give the youth a chance and build on for the future. Mori Bell, no. Danny Graham, great squad player, but lacks quality and pace. Uh, Jason Lloydweiler expected a lot from him coming in, but never became the first goalkeeper, so no. Richie Small, thank you for League One, but no. Dominic <laughs> Samuel, thank you for the great pictures on Twitter, but no. <laughs> At least you're giving him thank yous for something. Just pick you up yeah. on Stuart Downing. Um, the general consensus is that I've seen um, in the UK is that he's definitely um, worth a new deal and he's pretty likely to get one. You say he's too old there. He's obviously 35 years of age. Can you not see him fitting in in any way? Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course. But uh, given the fact that we have some good midfielders coming up from our academy, uh, why wouldn't you give them, as, as he previously mentioned, give them a chance to get used to the pace, to the level, to a full season and, and build on that and have a great squad, maybe not for next season, but the season afterwards and then build for the future? He is on the biggest contract, I think, that we've got. Yeah. And him and yeah. Sam Gallagher are both getting the highest basic wage. And I think Darren yeah, will be on massive um, appearance money as well. Um, but he said he'd like to sign and, and the chances are he will. So um, let's find out the opinion of Heat. You go through those six for us. Uh, Stu Downing, I would refuse to sign another. Although he's been one of our standout best players, I would put him out and try to give Amari Bell a one-year contract to take over Steve Downing's place, maybe. Uh, Danny Graham has been great. Uh, my heart says yes, but my football mind says no, thank you, and let him go. Lloyd Weiler, he can go. Richard Smallwood, as Remco so poetically stated, thank you for League One. 
And uh, I will probably give Dominic Samuel a one-year trial again to see because he came off a long period of injury and see if he can kick on from there. So uh, Amari and Dominic, a one-year trial. Okay. See if they can. I mean, you, you mentioned there about giving Amari Bell the chance to kind of take over Stuart Darren's position. They have very different skill sets, don't they, where... I think Murray Bell may still be a better left back than Stuart Downing, but um, that would be the only position that I could possibly see him being better than Downing in. Although, I mean, the issue is expense, right? So, you know, our wage bill is over the amount of our turnover. And this is what I think fans need to understand is that we're spending a lot of money on wages that we don't recoup in any other way. So when people are saying just throw contracts at these people, I've seen... The vast majority of Rovers fans saying yes for Downing, and a lot of them saying yes for Danny Graham as well. So we'll ask Chris, as like kind of almost the casting vote in a way here, um, the final person to have a say on this. What do you make of these six? Um, I'm I'm kind of the unpopular opinion guy, I think, <laughs> after hearing all the others. Because, I'm interested um, now. You you kind of gone all in here. <laughs> after after hearing like um. I would say keep Downing for a year and Danny Graham um, because of their experience and they can still deliver. That's the, that's the key point. Can Danny Graham deliver? Can Danny, I think so. He's a bit slow, but um, with the right players around him, like Dak, for example, they have proven that they're a very good pair um, that I think he can still deliver for at least a year. So, I think that's it's it's kind of a Salgado situation. I would say, mm. like you, br- we brought him in. He was very good for for a couple of seasons, and then now he's he's pretty much past it. But for the personal influence, first of all, and then the thing that he's like, he's a reliable uh, player. You can you can rely on. Um, for me, Amari Bell is kind of a I don't really know. I would keep him for at least a year um, because he's he's got talent. He's still young. I think he's improved um, this year as well. Definitely, definitely. Um, and, uh, but yeah, we still have to see where the path goes for him because he's, he has talent. He has the talent. He's just, ha- he just needs to get the head for the talent. I think he's too, uh, he's too uh, putting too much thought into certain things where he doesn't need to. Um, then uh, Lloyd Weiler, um, I would keep only if we don't get a permanent goalkeeper in, or at least like a, a good second uh, goalkeeper. Um, but otherwise, I would let him go and get some first team football somewhere as a first uh, first goalkeeper in Div- in, um, in League One or somewhere. Um, Smallwood, um, same thing as the others. Uh, thanks for League One. But Tony Mowbray has shown that he doesn't need him and he doesn't want to play him. So it's not our like it's it's pretty much clear that he's leaving. Um, I just hope he hope he gets the uh, the farewell he deserves uh, for sticking in for so long. And uh, Samuel, unfortunately, I would let let him leave. Um, he has he had his injury, but I think. Um, in the end, as I as I already said, we need a we need a goal scorer. We need somebody who's reliable, who's not injury prone, um, who's pace, basically a younger Danny Graham, or a younger Jordan Rhodes. 
who can who can go in make the goals um and he's is a reliable player yeah if only it was as easy as all that and that's a task that i've got to kind of come up with in the next month or so finding someone that's like that yeah maybe that we can fit in so there's the opinions of our international fans um slightly different i think to the domestic fans which is kind of the point of this show is to to kind of get almost a detached view and what the opinions are from around the world um i'm not going to say what my opinion is i'll save that to the actual to the actual show and you've probably heard it in the last one as well um so i'd like to just go around and, and, and thank everybody for their for the time today, um, I know it's very kind of late where you guys are in Hong Kong. Um, Remco's taking an hour off work. He probably his boss is staring at him, going like this. Is it waiting on Fergie time at the moment, Remco? Uh, Friday afternoon drinks coming up, so no worries. <laughs> uh, Friday night for us, so no worries. Okay. Tomorrow is a holiday. Day after tomorrow is also a holiday, so it's good for us. Yeah. yeah. No, like because there's an eight hours difference, right, between Hong Kong and the UK, so we're quite used to, uh, you know, yeah. meeting up late. You know, we, we watch games at like one or two in the morning anyway, so uh, yeah, this is okay. Awesome. Perfect. So, well, I hope you guys will come back for another one of those for another one of yeah. those sometime. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, yes. Thank you very much for joining us as well. I'm glad you got that squeak sorted out, whatever that was. Uh, same as me, same as me. But thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure. And I hope you'll come back for another one as well. And Chris, um, yeah. thank you for the idea in the first place. You're the welcome. originator of the idea. And um, you'll be back again for another one? Definitely. Anytime. Excellent. Anytime you need the odd German uh, with the goalkeeper jokes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't need that. Actually, leave them at home. Um, okay. You, okay. You um, but thank you, guys. And thanks to everyone who's joined us for the live stream on YouTube. This will be available for everyone to view afterwards as well. It'll stay on the YouTube channel. So if you want to listen to Chris's bad jokes again, then feel free. Um, I also I think another personal highlight was Remco's a little run through the six um, out of contract players there. I'll be watching that back. Maybe clip that up and send it to Tony yeah, Marbury. If, if, if any of the guys was, were listening, sorry, guys, Jason, Dominic, <laughs> don't take it personal. No, it's, it's business, right? It's still in work mode. That's what it is. Right. Thanks, Careful. everybody. Thank you at home as well. And uh, that'll be the end of that. Thank you very much. If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com.